Hello, me lovelies. It's me, Ned Natter, with the famously unpasteurized and unfiltered Ned Natter radio show, ready to brighten your day. First up, it's great to be here again with you. It's time for a good old Natter with an international flavour. But remember, I don't chat about the regular news and current affairs. Oh no, I'm here to give you a break from it all. Yep, a good laugh, even when it's only once a week on a Wednesday. <laughs> Remember though, you can listen to all these shows again. Yep, they're all safe here's podcasts at nednatter.com. Yep, okay, well, put everything down. No, everything, I mean you too. Come on, it's time for the Ned Natter show, and you can't miss this. <laughs> Here at Two Medicine Farm, we're still enjoying some very warm weather, and this week I celebrated my birthday too. <laughs> well, put it this way, I was there, and it turned out to be an event, all right. Yep, the wife Elsie showed up, of course. Not really thinking of me at all, though, you know, but uh, she was there only trying to convince everyone that despite what I say in my show, she actually has a balanced diet after all. Yep. She had one huge piece of cake in one hand, and one in the other. <laughs> The best buddy beyond it, yep, that's beyond it, Brandish Washington, or to her closest friends, BBW, was trying to have her cake and eat it too. Well, put it this way, her and a couple of buds and ding-dang, me farman, were planning on dancing and partying all night long. Me usually anti-social farman was open to assert something, you know, with the opposite sex, you know, I hate to use the word uh, mannered with him, you know, I mean... I really don't believe he's actually evolved that far up the chain yet. <laughs> anyway, for beyond it, it's a rare opportunity, you know. Well, put it this way, her options are limited, you know. With her on top, it means almost certain death. <laughs> yep, <or> suffocation. <laughs> on the other hand, Ding Dang's excessive aftershave can have similar effects on the old respiratory system. So, yep, I was thinking you might call that a meeting of equals, really. Mm. On the other hand, I'd describe it as more like an head-on collision. (laughs) Just a toss-up of who came out of the accident waiting to happen first. (laughs) Or even at all, yeah. You know, I once thought me delinquent fireman was fond of our Elsie, but uh, he was continually haunting the farmhouse last time I was out of state. um, So I was highly disappointed he was running off with Beyond It instead. Sounds funny, but, you know, having the wife moving in with Ding Dang would have been a great birthday gift. Well, you know, for the man that has everything, I couldn't wish for anything else in the birthday gifts department. (laughs) Anyway, in their happy state of drunkenness beyond it, quickly discuss welfare with Ding Dang, so there's a chance I might lose a farmhand. Mm. On the other hand, if Beyond It moves out too, I'd call that a very good trade-off. Mm. Well, at least me sofa will be free for a few hours a day, yeah, when the wife is sleeping elsewhere, that is, yeah. To be honest, though, I think the poor thing's going to be beyond repair when I finally get it back anyway. <laughs> but I mean the sofa, you know, not the wife, no. I mean, she's been uh, beyond fixing for years. She's even been condemned four times, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the demolition crew to show up anytime soon. <laughs> because I tend to dodge celebrations, my daughter, young Dolly, decided to throw the party for me. You know, she put up decorations and made everything very festive. Dolly loves parties and special occasions, you know. She seems to live from one to the next whilst waiting for another, if you get me meaning. 
Add to that, she'd invited a bunch of guests, mostly neighbours, but only a few extra family members. Well, two to be precise. The now local again, Skip Natter and Satana Troglodyte. Horrific mother-in-law, the M-I-L, yeah. She was filming a Monster Bee movie documentary, you know, in nearby Alabama this time. Mm. Apparently there's a particularly gruesome swamp there that makes the perfect background for a reenactment of one of say Tanner's earliest movie roles, yeah, the um, hideous monster from the Pea Green Lake. <laughs> Apparently Satana was off to a terrifying start back in the day. Only this week she was haunting me farmhouse for a few days again. That's the downside, but one thing makes her visits interesting is you never see a single cockroach, ant or rat when she's here. Yep, and you thought the wife ate some pretty weird stuff, didn't you? <laughs> Adds that, Elsie has invited the dreaded MIL back for Halloween this year. Oh well, at least that's one member of uh, me family. Household, you know, that won't need to dress up in it. <laughs> Satan is ready to scare without any added props or makeup. Yep, that reminds me, many years ago when Elsie and me got hitched in the days of film cameras and traditional prints, the old photographer not only broke two cameras, but had to blur her out the final prints after his lab guy dropped dead into the developer after watching a hideous image float into the surface in the liquid and then getting larger than life by the second. <laughs> anyway, away from Satana haunting the darkroom, me and consonant political commentating neighbour Rob Rush arrived at the party clutching a few gifts. Yep, a GOP mug, a GOP calendar, a GOP diary, a notebook and a pack of GOP pens. You know, just in case I forgot he was a dedicated fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, he never gone ten seconds into a chat with him before, before the old, you know, GOP gets some kind of mention. <laughs> the blind neighbour old Lonnie and nudist old Fred brought food and drink, doubtless leftovers from a happy-go-lucky swinging bring-a-bottle-and-food party. Whilst Ding Dang, me former campers, just brought themselves mm, and no gift yeah. in a way you know i was happy that way i didn't have to thank him for something i'd throw in the trash the following morning <laughs> other than that a peck on the cheek which received a hideous glare from the wife funny really when if elsie gave me a peck on the cheek i'd assume she was still hungry and wanted to bite a piece off me face <laughs> yeah, that was young alice had something else for me too, you know. Yep, a wonderful offer, away from the peck. A night in a zen room. The upside, peace and quiet. Yeah! The downside, she wasn't going to join me. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Sarah Kondapindi, me Indian rapper, sea store, restaurant owning buddy. Made a surprise appearance, oh dear, <laughs> to test his latest rap song on us. Mm, and it was something to do with birthdays, I think. <laughs> but you know, most of the guests decided to plug their ears, you know, naturally beyond it gave it the immediate thumbs down. <laughs> and I have to admit, you know, his curry beats every one of his raps, hands down. <laughs> 
Anyway, thinking nightmares. I'm still having these really weird dreams. Yeah, they've returned with a vengeance like never before. Add to that, the weirdest ones always seem to arrive when I'm having a nap in my armchair or something, you know. I never seem to dream in bed anymore. Well, you have to remember me and the, well, me and me worst nightmare. <laughs> have separate rooms, you know, on account of the wife snoring, that is. You know, it's like spending the night sleeping in a freeway truck park. <laughs> Goes on and on and on. Anyway, this week I reckon me dreams got worse. I suppose I could call it an idiot's one. Yeah, I think it was because of me birthday and maybe overeating the stuff Dolly had conjured up for the party. <laughs> I dozed off thinking about the wonders of becoming a hermit. <laughs> Preferably on a quiet, deserted island to guarantee no unwelcome visitors. You know, not even mosquitoes. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> yep, and... Well, <laughs> a few good books, yeah. Maybe if my favourite music, yeah, that'd be nice, yeah, yeah. Then I began to see young Alice sailing towards me in a small boat. Mm. I stood up to wave to her, but then that little picture vanished completely. And there was the rapper, Cardamom P. Oh, yeah! <laughs> Shana Condomine, if you didn't know. <laughs> Standing up to his waist in water, wrapping some crap that I couldn't hear a word he was saying. Then, once the water was over his head, things started to improve. I had this really strange, repetitive voice going on and on. This time, it wasn't a rap. You're getting older, and ploughing deeper, the furrows are not in the earth now, they're in your face instead. Your wife's eating away your savings, and you're floundering with farming. It's all hard work, and nobody really appreciates your efforts. All they do is eat your rewards. Oh dear. It was hideous and depressing. But before I could say anything, a second voice began to chat the same line and then finally a third voice then suddenly the three individual voices began to bark meow and grunt i realized me farm dog young clay cat charles and pet pig old bill were trying to tell me something oh dear <laughs> Add to that, they were all wearing weird expressions. <laughs> but those stupid paper party hats too were plonked on their heads. <laughs> you know, the nightmare part is not having your pets chatting away to you at all. Oh no, it's falling asleep at your own birthday party after not having touched a drop of alcohol. <laughs> and that really is a Ned Natter show, oh dear. <laughs> Either way, I soon awoke when me mother old Nan hit me leg with a metal walking stick. Yep, a termite-resistant upgrade from her broomstick. Of course, she reckoned it was an accident. Yep, an accident. Must be the same kind I made when I let her live under the same roof as me.
Most days, it's like having a dysfunctional 95-year-old teenager that's still not left home. <laughs> Once I regained consciousness, I realised the entire event didn't need me presence anyhow. Oh, everybody was getting on just fine without me. Yep, exit, Ned <laughs> Away from the noise, booze, cigarettes, it was a cloudless night and I spent some time with the stars and myself. Was the party really supposed to be for me after all? Oh dear, it ended up more like a wake. <laughs> Only I'd made my own way out of the place, on my own two legs, and not inside a box. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Old Nan and her buddy Toshiko Suzuki, that's me lawyer brother and black sheep of the family, Nelson Natter's wife and Beverly Hills sex therapist Heiner's now 103-year-old grandmother. <laughs> She's still here, keeping me awful ancient parent. Yeah, old Nan, company. Oh dear, they've uh, been having another quiet week. Yeah, see, the doctor told old Nan to cut back on whiskey and smoking. But, you know, oh, can't talk to her, you know. This week, she's been edging back up to her 60-a-day habit. Yeah. <laughs> but taking the doctor's recommendation on the whiskey, yeah, she's drinking only one bottle a day now. Oh dear, and that, <laughs> and one bottle of vodka with it. <laughs> he should have said all alcohol and not just whiskey. Added to that, I wanted to mention something odd. Old Nan tells everyone she's never even seen the government health warnings on cigarette packets. <laughs> well, they don't know she doesn't wear reading glasses to smoke. Added to that, years of experience have guaranteed she can open a fresh pack without looking at all. Yep, even in the pitch black darkness. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. On the other hand, me usually scruffy farmhand ding-dang has been constantly changing ever since me former camper Quinton and his partner Coagulate moved into his trailer home. Painter, writer and former movie extra, Quinton's constantly guiding hand has been busy. Sometimes I've even heard it's both hands getting busier still. <laughs> yep, I'm talking about his, you know, the old flamboyant eyes for the farm guy. Quinton and Craglet took him to this really odd place on Saturday night a couple of days before my birthday. Yep, to a nightclub somewhere in Orlando. Oh dear. The club wasn't a problem at first, you know, until Ding Dang discovered there was a big shortage of country music and women in the place. <laughs> anyway, after returning home, he headed to church for the first time in months on Sunday morning. In fact, he was there way ahead of the pastor, <laughs> waiting outside the door, pacing. It was... Uh, quite a sight you know when I drove past on my way to the store to pick up old Nan's 400 fags I'm sorry I mean that's an English slang there for 400 cigarettes <laughs> apparently the preacher had a private quiet word with him 
and also told him how he was absolutely terrified of snakes too. <laughs> and not to worry, but after the word sin was mentioned, Ding Dang threw what he'd call a dying duck fit. <laughs> and demanded me former campers and part-time farmhands Quince and Quaglet get back to camping. Yep, somewhere else. <laughs> well, Monday was crunch day. Crunch and crisis day, more like, at Ding Dang's trailer. Mm, so far, I haven't learned what kind of sin the preacher was talking about. See, when I asked Ding Dang, his face became redder than his neck. <laughs> he reckons he doesn't want to mention it again and will stick to cabbages if I put both Quinton and Craglet on me strawberries. Mm. Trouble is, there's not much work on that part of the farm now, so uh, I can see what we call future ugly clashes, maybe, among the cabbages. Or to use the technical expression, a, a battle among the brassicas. <laughs> Despite the usual drama, though, I've still got me fireman's unforgettable little feature. Here on the show, it's Ding Dang's Southern Quote. He's a snake in the grass, of course. Yeah, maybe <laughs> a word snake wasn't a great choice, eh? <laughs> this, according to him, relates directly to his flamboyant and now ex-tenant but reinstated camper, Quinton. Mm. The old campers are now fighting fleas and fur whilst working on the second eviction of the week. That's right, tossing me dog Clay and farm cat young Charles out of their dilapidated and aged trailer. <laughs> which is uh, formerly known locally as the sieve on wheels. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I'm here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com where they're all stored for you as podcasts so if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again stop by and say hi well next up I'm mentioning Elsie the wife's favourite subject food of course <laughs> yep but I'm not featuring her private recipes and ideas for cooking again this time oh no I thought we need a break you know so I just couldn't face them revolting offerings from the swamp and uh, as you know I leave a subtle relationship with a microwave and uh, I cook my own food. But uh, I had the misfortune of reading up on the worst foods for weight gain. And it seems old Elsie seems to have a reversion of each one in the book. (laughs) (laughs) This time I actually tossed up all the calories she's tipping into her cavernous gut each day. She even makes fast food look like an healthy option. I recall the old saying, you know, three squares a day. Well, Elsie seems to be uh, managing six most days. <laughs> and you'll also remember that expression. I don't know where you put it all. You know, kind of thing your mum would say to you when you were a teenager. Well, in Elsie's case, it's uh, obvious. She's working on making extra room every day. <laughs> and that's a very big, oh dear, I'm afraid. So... The total, well, the government nutritional facts harp on about 2,000 calories a day, don't they? Well, Elsie's working on 2,000 per meal, so multiply that by six and prepare for a heart attack. <laughs> well, let me rephrase that. She should be the one preparing for the heart attack. 
This is Ned Nat here with the Ned Nat Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me blind neighbour, old Lonnie and his housemate, new to swinger, old Fred's house is now the best place in North Florida for a swingers party every Saturday night. It's called Do You Know Fred? Sometimes, even though I wish I didn't know. <laughs> to enter, you bring a bottle, bring your wife and bring potluck dishes. Yeah, Fred gets to meet like-minded folks and old Lonnie gets to eat stacks of fresh food. And it's free, of course. <laughs> So when uh, Saturday finally rolled round, I learned Fred had gone for the theme for the party again. You know, after he told me, you know, he wasn't going to after last week's disastrous lingerie and predator mix. <laughs> anyway, this time it was called Movie Stars. You know, yeah, wait for it. I know, dear, all right, and an odd one. But Fred is odd by most people's standards, see? So I just imagine, you know, Marilyn, Bacall, Bogart, you know... You know, the standard impersonation gang showing up. Why is the most... Well, I just can't work this out anyway. Why is it most impersonators uh, always decide to impersonate the stars when they're uh, already past it or even dead? Yep, both the stars and the impersonators, I mean. <laughs> anyway, I'm digressing now, aren't I? Not uh, an old Fred's part, you know. Oh. He had a big surprise when a few genuine stars did show. <laughs> the downside is we are not in Hollywood, or in this case even North Hollywood. Oh no, this is North Florida. Mm. So we had what you'd call the bottom of the barrel. I couldn't resist taking a look through, you know, see what was going on. <laughs> see, Fred was overjoyed to see him, you know, but of course... I forgot, you know, Fred spends a lot of time watching the kind of movies you don't see on mainstream TV. Mm. Being introduced to local adult film actors, Lionel Length and Kennedy, was it Candy Cruncher, who actually calls herself a mattress actress, it was strictly something else for me. Oh dear. It's like they live, uh, you know, in a parallel universe, not a few miles up the road. <laughs> Candy looked, you know, far too old for your lollipop, but had one permanently on the go anyway. <laughs> old deal made me feel, well, I must admit, a bit out of my depth, and I left in hurry. On the other hand, old Lonnie has fallen in love. Head over reels, that is, yeah, oh dear. Not with the stars, but with the food. A particular guest brings along, yeah. Marcy is a regular now and makes old Lonnie very happy. <laughs> Even asked her to move in with him and old Fred. But her hubby wasn't too impressed with that idea at all. He doesn't have a problem with sharing or cooking, that is. But still likes to get it at home too. <laughs> Add to that drama, me long-lost relative Skip Natter is still living at old Fred's place and he's been dodging the naked environment again this week to concentrate on his latest money-making scheme, African space tourism. <laughs> Skip's just discovered another crazy bandwagon and he's hopped on board in the hope of selling a bunch of folks short as usual. <laughs> Finally, 
he's got a website up, yeah. Highly deceptive, though. Why? Because, you know, you have to pay in advance the booking fee before you're even given a password to view his photo gallery. Yeah, lots of photos in there of space. Yep, thousands of acres of space and more space. Well, you know, West Africa's got loads of it, hasn't it? <laughs> also, you know, when you get to countries like Mali where it's sort of 90% space, yep, the Sahara Desert is brimming with space. <laughs> I think the old cliche is, you know, you pay your money and you take your chance. Oh dear, that chance for himself is me long-lost crooked relative Skip Natter. And I see plenty of trouble ahead for the con man of the century. <laughs> well, on the family front, when she's not complaining about, well, just pick a subject and she complains. My 95-year-old, rather old Nan, the miserable old crow herself, has a little feature on the show. Yeah, old Nan remembers. Oh dear, it's a little bout of what's professionally termed reminiscence therapy. <laughs> This time, old Nan remembers the time she'd forgotten her glasses and perhaps had only dipped a few times into a, <laughs> a little whiskey flask. <laughs> anyway, she went out to this big mall shopping for new clothes. Yep, that's a what you call a once-every-ten-year tradition with her. By the time she refreshes her wardrobe, it's usually come back into fashion, gone out of fashion and come back in again. <laughs> yep. Fashion is a bit like a slow version of the tide, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, on this particular outing, she even found something she liked on the fourth floor, which must have been absolutely potluck. Well, being able to see it and find the elevator too, that is. <laughs> the drama only started when she decided to head down to the first floor again with her recent purchases. She couldn't find the elevator, so decided on the stairs. After all, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> An hour later, she was still on the fourth floor. Every time she got on the first step of the stairs, she ended up right back where she started. Yep, old Nan hadn't worked out. She was trying to go down on the upward escalator. <laughs> Finally, after everyone seemed to get off the floor, yep, from laughing, the security guard helped the old crow to the elevator and escorted her out of the building and into a taxi, yeah, for her own safety. And of course to prove to the other shoppers in there that this was a mall, not a free comedy act. <laughs> this is Ned Matter here with the Ned Matter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, that lovely tiny old music means it's time again for me book reviews. Yep, I get me hands on a few and I feature them right here on me show. Just remember, I've got a great system here. Yep, if a book's shite, it goes on me composty. Sometimes if it's really bad, you have to burn it. <laughs> Middle of the road books go in me giveaway charity box and the good or reasonable ones usually stay on me farm library shelf. I hope that's all nice and clear for you. <laughs> Okay then, I've ended up with only one book this week this time and it's called Looking Failure in the Face by I Failed Junior. <laughs> this book is aimed at folks trying to deal with failure, only it's saying it's the ultimate in self-help books. Oh dear. 
Not my favourite kind of book at all, as you know. So let's have a look. Mm. So first up, it lists I failed failures. <laughs> he ran for mayor and lost. He got 14 votes while his opponent got 141,000. <laughs> he put all his money on one horse in the Kentucky Derby and lost. Then lost all the rest of his assets, betting on the stock market too. So he gave up and became a realtor. Yeah, a realtor one month before the real estate bubble burst big time. <laughs> oh dear. So I failed, decided on the latest last resort possibility of success and wrote a self-help book about his failures and the pitfalls of life in general and even gives the reader a solution. I, I had a flick through though and it sounds like a weepy romantic tragedy novel. <laughs> well that's until the final chapter where he optimistically tells you he's moved out into the basement away from humanity and that's the answer to all his problems and possibly yours too. Yeah, self-help or is it self-imprisonment? It's <laughs> difficult to tell, isn't it, with these kind of things. Anyway, he reckons the high note was writing his second book. It's called I'm in the Basement. Get me out of here. <laughs> All I can say to this is the basement is the perfect place for him. Yeah. Add to that, I've got two additional words for him. Yep. Composty. <laughs> And that's the new system for bad books. My farm dog, young Clay, tears them into shreds and stares at Elsie while doing it. <laughs> so I let him have the book first and then I bung the shreds in my compost. Yep. Should be good for water retention around my herb garden next year. <laughs> well, me lovelies, that's all on me book review feature this time around. This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can listen to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. i got a listener favourite coming up right now. Yep, me anomalies from around the world feature. This time we're visiting Thailand, and it's not a revolting foodie one either. Oh dear, it's called the Monkey Buffet Festival. <laughs> it has nothing to do with human-style buffets at all. Oh no, it's the end of November each year. The locals at a temple in a place called Lopburi build this huge buffet for the vast monkey population, which already has a free reign over the city, it seems. Anyway, it consists of literally tons of veggies, fruit, drinks and desserts all elaborately stacked up for them to wreck in a matter of hours. <laughs> You're right, it does sound like the sofa here at Two Medicine Farm, but uh, this is no human buffet. No, in fact, the humans aren't allowed even close to the enormous feast. The idea is that by feeding the monkeys, they're bringing good luck to the local community. Mm. I reckon it's just a ploy, really, to bring on the old tourists in, don't you? Anyway, I was wondering who gets the not-so-lucky job of clearing up afterwards. I mean, monkeys eat and drop right where they stand, don't they? Oh, dear. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at Ned.
edna.com. Well, now we're heading to England. Yep, see, I got a call from Nigel Ponce, the arrogant old catfish-faced gentleman farmer. Me brother Young Buck skipped the USA and manages Ponce's old farm on his rambling state. After living in Pennsylvania for 15 years, Buck naturally picked up plenty of American expressions and he really enjoys confusing Ponce with them. <laughs> Ponce has to call me for an explanation. See, he hasn't got the internet in the manner. Just good old-fashioned manners. So, how could I leave the subject of Nigel Ponce without mentioning me special feature right here on the Lennart Show? It's called American for Foreigners. After all, Ponce finds most regular phrases and sayings foreign. Oh dear, well, here goes American for Foreigners with me arrogant British aristocratic contributor. <laughs> First up, though, here's his latest voicemail message. You have messages. Well, hello, Ned. This is Nigel Ponce calling you from England. You know, your brother Buck's thrown something at me this time. I've got absolutely no idea what it means. He says he took his truck for a smog test. Mm, smog. Mm, smog test. So maybe you could uh, give me a call, old chap, and Well, that's easy, Nigel. Let me translate it for you. See, Buck's been throwing out a load of commonly used phrases and words, and old Nigel is totally confused. This time, it's a smog test, yeah. I'll be giving you the short version, though, Nigel, yeah. Buck reckons he could never get his old truck through a smog test and has always been getting stopped for some kind of broken traffic law. <laughs> So, Nigel, here in the States, there is a smog test which checks the exhaust gases on cars and trucks to see if they comply with the environmental laws. Yeah, we don't have that in Florida, thank goodness. <laughs> in Buck's case, his truck failed because uh, he used to run the thing on kerosene, or what you'd call paraffin, yeah, which is illegal, yeah, because there's no uh, the old tax on it, and it smokes and produces... Well, hell of a stink too. Mm. But because, you know, Buck discovered a 5,000 gallon tank of it on the farm, and that meant absolutely free, and not just tax free, he went ahead, used a lot in his truck for an entire year. <laughs> mm. End of story. So, Nigel, I hope that all makes some sense to you. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. I headed over to me incontinent political commentator neighbour old Rush Stonewall Jackson Farm to listen to the latest second-hand news from the World Centre. And all in small instalments. Yep, with a weak bladder, Rush is always rushing off. Poor old man. <laughs> Our new neighbour... Jeremy Sprung, the polyamorous political commentating Democrat ex-TV host, is still in California, and this week Rush is focused on his new segment and has forgotten all about Democrats, well, and particularly Sprung, you know, <laughs> forgotten about him, and the current situation. So although his politics are always on track, he thinks conversion is better than preaching, he says. So Rush is leaving the preaching to the preacher from now on. So here's his latest contribution to the Nat Show. Yep, how to become a Republican. 
And this week, he's back on form, all right. Well, in his very own simple words, that is. Oh dear. He says, um, go out of your way to be helpful towards everyone, and they'll soon realise all Republicans are great people that can do no wrong. It's that easy. New voters overnight. <laughs> Oh, Rush, that was definitely a statement to end all statements, and it all sounds so easy, don't it? But uh, before I could say anything else, his words, you know, they just tailed off. Excused himself for that standard statement. Gotta go, Ned. Oh, dear. She's always gotta go. And flush. <laughs> but late that day, I was taken aback when I saw old Rush again, yep, being helpful, <laughs> and cutting young Alice's grass with his brand new zero turn mower mm. I stopped to quickly chat with him and I was further surprised when he told me that he's mowing Alice's lawns because she has no party affiliation <laughs> mm. he reckons Alice is not listed as a Republican Democrat or Independent so old Rush reckons there's a chance of converting Alice to Republican he thinks mowing her grass will put him and the GOP in good favour with her. <laughs> Poor Mucker, you know, he doesn't know that Alice has zero interest. Yeah, that's not zero turn. <laughs> I wouldn't put her hand up for any politician, no, oh dear. Well, he's made a nice, neat job, though, for, for the lawn, so something. I wonder if he'll uh, keep it up for the entire grass-growing season, you know, which, believe me, seems like ten months here in Florida. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me lovely neighbour, young Alice Jones, invited me over for our weekly vegan cake and fair trade coffee sit down. Young Alice now has a growing collection of pet chickens and we did chat about our newest pets this time around. Yeah, Alice made me rethink the idea of hen care when she told me hers eat, wait for it, strawberries, plums and spaghetti. <laughs> Sounds like one of Elsie's recipes only without the ketchup. <laughs> mm, Alice reckons they like the fruit overripe and that the birds treat the spaghetti like long, thin, sauce-coloured worms. <laughs> Add to that, Alice puts lavender, rosemary and thyme in their nests. It makes them happier, and it makes them smell better, I suppose. Well, I never did that with mine, but, uh, oh dear, well, before I could say much else, Alice reminded me how I should be taking more notice of the wonders of nature around me. Anyway, and uh, she baffled me again with a really bizarre statement right out of the blue. You know, you know ants are farmers too, Ned. <laughs> you know, I do know that ants farm aphids, but um, I'd heard that a few times. But I didn't know they even nip off the wings of them, yeah, so they can't fly off and subdue them with chemicals from their little feet. <laughs> <laughs> then milk them sugary prize every day oh dear well gotta give it to won't you because alice is big on the whole reincarnation thing i asked her if maybe the wife elsie will come back as an aunt <laughs> oh, alice didn't smile no 
It seems she already knows what RLC is returning as. And believe me, it's not very pleasant. Anyway, as always, Alice's coffee and cake. And the company, of course, was reliably nice. <laughs> this is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com. Well, me lovelies, it's time for this week's questions and odd news items from you, me listeners. Yep, I've got it all here on the Ned Natter Show. <laughs> Right then, I got a call from Paula in Plano and she wanted to let me know that her hens have lost most of their feathers. She reckons it looks like a little flock has been under attack. Oh dear, like a crazy pillow fight. Yeah, the old feather coin. (laughs) Well, Paula, you know, she told me she's only had hens for a year now, so she obviously hasn't experienced the old first molt, has she? So, uh... You're right, Paula, it does look like an attack. But it's just a molt. They're losing their old feathers, which will soon be replaced by nice new ones. Yeah, that'll keep them nice and warm through the winter. They'll soon stop laying for a while, and it can take up to a month, you know, but sometimes longer. Some folks call it a laycation. <laughs> you might find they get a little bit bad-tempered too and don't want to be touched or poked around, you know, so you need to keep up their protein. Yeah, and their diet, you know, feathers are all 80% protein, you know. You know, after telling you all this, I began to think, you know, bad-tempered, irritable, taking months to molt. I'm surprised me mother old nan hasn't got feathers rather than hair growing all kinds of weird places on her body. <laughs> my second item comes from Scott in Sacramento. Yeah, he's called me about this really troubling news. His local store stinks. So bad with a kind of air freshener. Well, not just your store, Scott, but anyway, (laughs) everything he buys stinks so bad and still stinks. Weeks later, added to that, when he walks around the store for an hour or so, he gets all slow and starts feeling like a zombie. (laughs) You know, Scott, they haven't clipped your wings too, have they? Hmm? Well, the reason I say that is after, you know, young Alice's mention of ants going to work on the aphids, I was wondering if your local super centre was using the same tactics, you know, like the old baby powder in the casinos and stuff like that, you know, stopping you from moving too fast and keeping you there, spending all your money. And then when you do escape, you've got a constant reminder of the place when you get home. (laughs) Yeah, remind you need to go back there tomorrow or the day after. Oh dear, suddenly everything makes sense, doesn't it? This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. I am here every Wednesday, but you can find all my shows again at nednatter.com, where they're all stored for you as podcasts. So if you want me repeats or can handle listening to me voice all over again, stop by and say hi. Me dubious Common agent, 50%, is lining me up with a new ad this week, and he's got something really odd this time around. <laughs> oh dear. I'm looking through 50% latest offering. I'm really not sure about this one at all. It might just be taking things too far. Oh dear, this is the kind of ad you actually imagine happening whilst you're listening to it. Anyway, my lovelies, here goes. You're just going to love our unique offering here at Annoying Neighbour Services, Inc. Yep. 
we don't just get rid of annoying neighbours, we provide them. <laughs> we got the best range of annoying neighbours on planet Earth, all fresh from our natural gas-powered North Carolina training facility. We've got a special this week, only on the most irritating kind, so visit our website today to learn more at loudmusicandbarkingdogs.com <laughs> and book the ideal folks for your personal needs today. Yep, but don't forget our unique 30-day guarantee. Destroy your neighbourhood in 30 days or your money back. <laughs> oh, but wait. Oh, there's something else here. <laughs> With every order placed this week only, we're offering a free sample of our no-go zone stink spray yeah if you can't do it with noise alone we've got a fantastic range of stinks concentrated odor bog swamp gas toilet fumes air freshener poison and our 20 times stronger than bo special that's an unrepeatable introductory offer so don't delay think of evicting the folks you hate today Oh, you know, that's making me think about those stink sprays. You know, I could just make money around here sampling things from around the farm, couldn't I? The worst thing I've got, though, is this new thing. It's called Parfum de Sofa. <laughs> that's the French, of course. Yep, yep, that's a sample of Elsie and Beyond. It's after a day of pushing down 24,000 calories. Well, it goes somewhere, in it? In the end, anyway. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> This is Ned Natter here with the Ned Natter Radio Show. On whichever way you dice it, this show is unpasteurised and unfiltered. But that's all, me lovelies, and on that note, we better go. So until next time, remember, farms are getting older, some more than others. It's time some new blood came down on the farm and gave us an hand. Shite matters. Without us, you wouldn't have anything to eat. Without me, your Wednesdays won't be much fun. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find me and all my radio shows at nednow.com yep they're all safe use podcast too add to that there's me social media links so come by and say hi it'd be great to hear from you thanks so much for listening it's been a pleasure chatting with you again and i hope you'll join me on the ned Nat show soon so until then keep a smile on your face think positive and don't sweat the small stuff the grass is not always greener on the other side it might just be a freeway. <laughs> Goodbye, me lovelies. <laughs>